Welcome back, listeners. Jack and I would like to thank our small but passionate fan base for coming back for episode three. Jack has assured me that today's tape is going to be a game changer, and we're going to get to that tape very soon. But we wanted to play something else for you first. Would you like to introduce this audio, Jack? Uh, It was a recording you took of us prepping for this episode. And what else? We had a fight in it, and I didn't know you were recording. Thanks. Yeah, so to give the audience a little more context, as I explained to Jack, I record our planning sessions instead of taking notes so that I can focus on the actual planning. I didn't mention this to Jack because I never intended them to be public, so I didn't think it was a big deal. I asked Jack if we could share this part because I feel she makes an impassioned point in it that's a valuable lesson for our audience. It certainly was for me. Did I miss anything in there, Jack? No, I think that covers it. All right, without further ado. So the trap man flat out saying that it's supernatural really helped solidify the story, so that was cool. Sure, cool. Oh, hey, there was one other thing about the episode that I wanted to bring up before we film episode three. I know you don't want to bring any of your family on board for this, but what about one of your friends or exes that you played the tapes for? No. Just no? That's it? Not maybe or I'll think about it or something? Just no. Why not? I thought you said you believed me. I do. Then why are you obsessing over proof? I think that might be one of the reasons we're not getting the engagement we're looking for. I think if we had someone else who could prove that you're not making it up, then people might be a little more willing to believe it. I told you I don't care if people believe it or not. Yeah, sure. But if we're not going to try and prove that you're telling the truth, what is even the point of all this? Lena, you're not listening to me. There is no proving it. Any evidence I provide just leads to another question. If you bring one of my exes on, They'll tell you they listened to it, but it won't matter. Why would the audience believe them over me? It's not like they know my exes. And even if they did believe them, that doesn't prove the tapes were sent to me. And even if they did believe the tapes were sent to me, that doesn't prove that I had nothing to do with it. Sure. But people aren't a monolith. Just because you'll never convince everyone doesn't mean you can't convince more people than you are currently convincing. And I think if more people believe your story, it will be impossible to ignore. But when do you stop? How much of my life do you need to expose to people just so they'll listen to this fucking podcast, Lena? Don't get pissed at me. You agreed to do this. You act like I'm twisting your arm to be here. I agreed to do this on the terms that we set out in the beginning. Part of those terms were I control how much of my personal life I open up to this. I know. It's just, the deeper this goes, the harder it is to believe. If we had some way of proving to our listeners any part of your story, it would lend a lot to your credibility. See? I knew you didn't believe me. You just think I'm crazy and making all this up just like everyone else. Excuse me, I do believe you. Trust goes both ways, Jack. I need you to not be questioning my motives every time I ask you something you don't want to answer. 
we agreed that I won't listen to the tapes until the recording so that I can be a conduit to the audience. And this story is becoming harder and harder to believe. As your friend who knows you and who trusts you, I believe you, even though it's hard to. No one else listening knows you like that, so they may have a harder time believing it. I don't need any more convincing, but others might. And if you want people to invest enough to try and help you, they need to believe you. This is my life, Lena. I just need to have control over it. I know. And you are in control. Jack, be in control. Like I said, you can stop this podcast at any time. It won't affect our friendship one bit. And you are in complete control of who and what we talk about on here. I just need you to not doubt my motivations and commitment to our friendship every time I ask you to do something you don't want to do. That's fair. We agreed right in the beginning. 100% transparency. I trust that you're not lying to me about this story and I'm not lying to you about my motivations. No need to apologize. I'm sorry for pushing you on stuff you don't want to do. I know it's in no way the same thing, but in a lot of ways, this podcast is my life now, too. I'm trying to make a career out of this, you know? If, if this thing's a bust, I need to start from scratch. I understand. Let's just put it this way. I am done trying to convince people that these tapes are real. I'm done. Either people believe me or they don't. If you want to ask me anything about these tapes or how they affected me personally, I will answer them for you. But I am not going to dig up any other bodies from my past. I am not going to let these tapes do any more harm to me. That's... That's completely fair. So let me just take this time to, again, apologize to you, Jack. I think we both learned something from that conversation. Yeah. And just so the audience knows, I think I've made myself clear on how and why that was recorded without Jack's knowledge. But Jack and I agreed that in the future, nothing will be recorded without both parties knowing. All right. I'm sure everyone is anxious to get into tape C. But I had one question before we started. Jack, you said that this tape was the one that sent you into therapy. Were you being serious about that? Yes. And you also wanted to give an extra warning before playing this tape. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying this to try and hype up the tape or anything. Maybe this tape won't bother other people like it did me, but... This one got to me in a way that none of the others have. This one gets really dark, but more so, I don't know how to put it exactly. He talks about some stuff in here that I could never get out of my head. So are you saying this is a good jumping on point for people? No, I'm saying this is a good jumping off point for people. Okay, well, let's not hype this up anymore. 
Uh, let's get right into the tape. We do have to warn our listeners, some people might find some of the language and circumstances being described in this tape disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. made some really interesting points that have stuck with me. Uh, I, I think about them every so often. I mean, even before all of this, um, she, she defined insanity as a person's inability to accept the reality that they perceive. She said that in order for a person to go insane, that they don't need to have an entire alternate reality that, that they're subscribe to. They just need to have doubt in their own reality. That that doubt alone could be so damaging that it could break the foundation of, of their reality. Once that foundation was broken, everything else becomes weakened. Everything else it has the potential to, to, to be... I mean, I mean, think about it. If you're willing to question a, a core truth, a core belief, then, then suddenly anything can come into question. She said because of this that insanity was highly infectious and that oftentimes um, there would be a single question that caused that initial foundational break. That there would be a single question that that or, or, or not even necessarily a question but a, a notion that a person couldn't reconcile with. Something that, that, that they couldn't come to grips with. She called these breaker questions. And it's not like there's some specific list of breaker questions. You know, there's not like some list out there of 30 things that you can ask that'll drive someone insane. Um, it, it, it's an individual, unique experience for everyone. It, it, it's just something that, that gets you to question your reality. And that once a person starts to doubt their own reality, everything else becomes easy to doubt too and and eventually it becomes easier to, to doubt things than it does to believe things let's say let's say you believe something crazy let's say you believe that 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 the world was flat you know there's there's countless bits of evidence that you have to disregard and, and then not only that but you also have to believe other crazy things too like you have to believe that there's some sort of a conspiracy going on that there are people who are actively consciously lying to you about it and 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 you have to fabricate an agenda for why they would do this. And then you have to fabricate a, a power structure that exists that that, that creates this. And, and then and on and on and on. And, you, and and then now suddenly you're comfortable believing all of these things and doubting all of these things. And and you've created this environment that you can live in. And and and, and now you're comfortable questioning things. So now suddenly everything else becomes suspect as well. Humans have evolved to, to, to conserve energy, to, to, to find the path of least resistance. You know, I, I mean, for, for the bulk of our, our species' existence, we had to hunt and gather, and, 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 you know, we couldn't just go down to the grocery store to get what we wanted. We couldn't just go to a mall to get whatever we wanted. We had to forage every day to try and find something, and because of that. Our bodies became used to, to seeking out high fatty foods, uh, things with high calorie counts, because that was the most amount of energy you could collect with the least amount of effort. And, and 
And now our, our, our society has evolved faster than our bodies have. Now, you know, now we live in a time where, where you don't have to struggle for these things. So our bodies haven't caught up to that yet. And that's why things like um, obesity are, are problems that are on the rise because our, our programming tells us to, to seek out these types of, of foods for survival, but, but our, our, you know, our, our society doesn't require that any, anymore, and it just hasn't caught up yet. And, 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 and it's not just physical you know, energy that, that, that this applies to, it's also mental energy. You know, it, it, it just just as much as you need the energy to, to go hunt down the deer, you need the energy to, to be able to problem solve and, and, and be able to be conscious aware, consciously aware of, of your surroundings at all times to, to, to assess what... You know, and, and, and you know, we, we find these safe routines that we can we can apply to our everyday lives and those help us allowing us to to do certain actions and have certain behavior that we don't have to doubt and we don't have to question i mean that's that's why you know uh, any sort of organization works that, that that's that's why they were invented in the first place that's why you know governments and 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 social groups and and and, and religions and, and all of these things were, were created because they supply us with a mythos that we can follow that we could just say oh okay now i don't have to worry about what's right or wrong or what's good or bad because i i just follow what this doctrine tells me and and now and now you know and and, and it has helped enable our our survival because it, it it's guidelines that that usually work. Our programming to follow certain paths can malfunction. It can cause us to start to do what's comfortable and easy without questioning whether or not that's that's right or helpful. And 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 insanity. You know, if if you start questioning your reality and that feels right to you, you know this this idea of 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 this here's this breaker question, this notion that I can't get around. So now I'm going to start, you know, fabricating all of these different ideas about why why how how this thing can exist the way that it does and the world exists the way that it does, and 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 and, and now you start to to think of alternate ways around it, and you start to subscribe to those ideas because those ideas allow this breaker question to exist and 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 now you start following that path and you start questioning everything this town wants me to question reality it wants me to question what I'm seeing and and, and what I'm experiencing but I'm not insane I know that I'm not insane this town is insane the fact that this town exists is insane but I'm not. I'm not in some padded cell somewhere imagining all of this. This this town shouldn't be here. The thing from the woods shouldn't exist. The fact that this town exists at all is crazy. I'm not crazy. This is crazy. Look at this this place. This is a lot. Somebody should be here making money. Look at how much lakefront property there is here. Yeah, these buildings are a little rough, but foundationally, they seem to be strong. There's no 
poisonous gas leak or something in the area, or else it would have knocked me out a long time ago. I, I mean, there's this, you know, there's so, there should be somebody here in a shop down in the middle of the fucking town selling you t-shirts and say, go jump in a lake. You know, there should be, there should be people that, I mean, the, the, the fucking infrastructure's in place. There's power, there's water. There should be somebody in this fucking town trying to get you to come here and visit, but there's nobody here. It's just fucking me. I'm the Lord here. There's nobody here. Just me. Just me and that thing. I know that this town is trying to drive me insane, but I'm not insane. I know what insane is. I've seen insanity. My brother, my brother was insane. My brother was insane. I'm not insane. My brother, the whole fucking reason that I'm here. Maybe I... Maybe I need to talk about him. Maybe I need to talk about him. My brother wasn't an evil person. But he just had something in his head, something that that, that wasn't wired right. And, and, and it, it filled him with this darkness. And, and, and he tried, he tried to fight it. And when we tried too, mom and I tried so hard he used to call me all the fucking time. He used to call me and, and talk to me, and he, and he had this—he had this sound in his voice, this manic tone. And I knew that whenever he called me, and, and I and, and and I picked it up, and, and I heard that sound, that that I was in for a long fucking night, because he would just sit there and he would talk and he would ramble, and I would try and talk him down, and I would try and 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 and, and help him get out of this place that he was in, but I don't, I don't know how to do it, I don't have the tools, you know, and we tried to, we tried to get him, you know, into, into different places, and, and talk to different doctors and stuff, but nothing seemed to work, nothing seemed to help, and then one day, one day he called me, and I, and I was heading out, and I let the answering machine get it, and I, and I, and I picked up, and I, and I heard his voice, and, and I, I heard that tone in his voice, and I just let it go. I had a date, and I, I didn't want to miss it. And it's not like it would have been the first one. I've missed countless dates and parties, and and and, and it, it affected my schooling. I, it... It, it caused me to miss studying. It caused me to fail some tests in the past. But this just one fucking night, I didn't want to do it. Just one fucking night. I needed a night for me. And that was the first time he killed someone. But am I supposed to hang on to that guilt forever?
Am I am I supposed to to, to hate myself? Am, am I to blame for for all of these people? He killed nineteen people. That's fucking crazy. I mean, what if I did pick up? And what if I did talk to him? And and, and what if, what if it did stop him? Does that mean that the the next time that that he called me and I and, and I legitimately wasn't home or I didn't hear that that he would have done it and 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 it just pushed it back a little bit further or or, or I don't know I you know you can't know these things. But am I supposed to carry that guilt forever? Is that why I'm here? Eventually he got caught. So there was a trial and and, and, and he was found guilty and, and he was sent to jail. But my parents, my parents have a lot of money. And they have a lot of status. Paid to have it all covered up. To have it stay out of the papers. And my brother went to jail. And he killed himself. And the whole situation just made me so fucking mad. Just so fucking mad at everything, at everyone, at every single aspect of it. And I I can't, I couldn't handle it. I didn't know... What to do? How are you? What are you supposed to do in that situation? And I, 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 I decided that I was gonna go and talk to the victims' families. I was gonna find the families of every one of them, and I was gonna tell them who I was. And I was going to tell him that I was sorry for what my brother did. And that I was just going to let him say whatever they wanted to say. And I wasn't there to try and convince him that he wasn't a bad person or, or, or to try and explain how he did what he did. I just, I just wanted to, to be there for the family because... Because they needed somebody to hate. They needed somebody that they... They could get all of these awful feelings out on. And my parents covered it all up. And my brother was dead. So I was the only person who could do that. So I just went there and I let them hate me. And some of them didn't want to talk to me. But some of them had a lot to say. And so I went to family after family. 
until finally I found one of them lived here. And now I'm trapped in this fucking town. I don't think that I deserve their hate, but they don't deserve to have it either. They don't deserve to have that burden on them. So I wanted I wanted to be a safe place for them to put it. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in sin or the afterlife. Well, if I'm wrong, and that's what this is, I've paid for my sin. I've paid my twos. I don't belong here. I don't deserve to be here. I'm almost out of food. The vending machine's down to four items left in it. I feel like the thing from the woods is, is going to find that I'm in here any day now. And if I'm not dead already, I, I think I'm probably going to be pretty soon. I'm sorry, I just I need a second here. I'm sorry about that. Jack, I don't know how you're so normal after dealing with these your whole life. You can hide a lot behind a smile. What happened when you first listened to this tape? I couldn't sleep. Literally, I stayed awake for three days after listening to this. and ended up putting me into the hospital for a short stay. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. His story is just so... tragic. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the story that kept me up at night. What do you mean? The first part is the part I couldn't get out of my head. 
I feel anxious now just talking about it. But yeah, the idea that our sanity was such a fragile thing. In many ways, the topic of breaker questions acted as a breaker question for me. This tape drove you insane? No, not really insane, but close. What he said, or I guess rather what the author he's discussing said, is true. Insanity is contagious. I became so afraid of losing my sanity, it almost became a self-fulfilling prophecy. I assume this threw your home life into chaos again? Oh yeah. <laughs> this restarted the fight between my parents about should I be able to listen to the tapes at all, and this one blew the doors off the last one. I thought you said the last one they had was the biggest fight they ever had. I'm sorry? You said that the fight they had about the last tape was the biggest fight they've ever had. But this one was bigger? Right. I meant fights about the tapes in general. They argued about this so much, it all kind of blended together. It's hard to pinpoint which specific fight was bigger. But this was not a fun time period of my childhood. <laughs> okay, well... This episode is running kind of long, but I just want to clear one thing up before we move on to audience questions. At the very end of this tape, he mentions that he's almost out of food in the vending machine, but didn't he mention it already being empty in a previous tape? Yes, I'm glad you picked up on that, because this allows me to bring up another point. I don't believe these tapes were sent to me in chronological order. Are you serious? Yeah. This is not the only time he mentioned something that already happened in the future tense. Is that why you were so adamant on keeping the designation for the tapes letters instead of numbers? Yeah. It just makes it easier for me to try and put them in the right order. Makes sense. Alright, well, we had two fan comments this week. A user named ScotlandChick17 wants to know, how many tapes have you received? Nine, but two of them aren't really anything. I think they're too damaged to really make anything out on them. Okay. And on Facebook, Jim Wallace had this to say. Jack mentioned something that I thought was interesting. The tracked man refers to pop, not soda or coke. I'm from Michigan, and everyone here says pop. From what I've been told, it's a pretty Midwest thing, but I have friends from the Wisconsin and Chicago areas that refer to it as soda. I don't know that this helps the investigation at all, but I thought it was super interesting in this case. Thanks for pointing that out, Jim. I picked up on that before, but all my research gave me were big regional areas that call it pop. Narrowing it down like that is really helpful. Thanks for the observation, Jim. All right. Well, I believe that will do it for us in this episode. Thank you so much to our small but loyal fan base for tuning in. Please, please, please tell anyone you know who might be interested in this podcast to check us out. As always, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and many other platforms. We also have an official Facebook and Twitter account at Tapes From Beyond, where you can reach us directly. 
Please let us know if you have any questions or comments that you would like us to address in a future episode. Until next time, good night and stay safe.